Welcome to day 305 of Shaped by the Word. Uh, we are in our third season together. I'm here with uh, David and Cindy as uh, we read not only through the story of prophets, but we find ourselves in the middle of uh, Ezekiel, which is an expansive prophecy that you know begins by the Kabar River with an incredible in a vision of the glory of God. And there's also the vision of the glory of God having left Jerusalem. Uh, but the people of Israel can also know that the glory of God accompanies them wherever they go for those who are faithful in it to him. Uh, we've come through the section where, you know, uh, Ezekiel has pronounced, you know, God's judgment on Jerusalem and the city of Jerusalem, which seemed beyond, you know, fathomable to those who are in exile. And as they hear this prophecy, and then he has turned around and he has, you know, kind of looked around him in a panoramic way, pronounced judgments of all the nations. Uh, Tyre was of you know, particular interest just because they seemed untouchable and their pride was so great and their wealth was so great. And in the pride of Tyre, we see the kind of pride of anybody who exalts himself you know, above the Most High. And then there's a large section in Egypt, you know, that we've just, you know, come to the end. And Egypt is marked out, you know, for particular, you know, judgment, uh, you know, because she is the nation who has been the foil, you know, of Israel from the very beginning, the one who possessed her, enslaved her, who killed her children, uh, who uh, put her under her thumb and was rescued by God. And for some reason, it seems even more appalling every time you see Israel turned back to Egypt and uh, back to her for a source of strength and even you know back to her as a redeemer or a rescuer in, in the middle of the circumstances they're facing you know as nation battles against nation rather than trusting in the Lord who is the proven warrior who defeated even Egypt in the exodus. So as we come to the end of these judgment sections, uh, this is an appropriate time for us to you know come back to Ezekiel as God renews his call, you know, to Ezekiel, and it's going to be a very hard call. He's having to pronounce you know the judgment of God and speak the truth of God and call the people of God to repentance when they're not ready you know to hear the message. So this will be the second time we see you know uh, the call of uh, Ezekiel compared to being a watchman on a wall it pronounces you know coming judgment and uh, so we come to Ezekiel you know chapter 33 uh, heavenly father thank you for your word we thank you for the grace of your word we thank you that uh, your word is is more than you know just a few principles that can be extracted from you know weird stories we thank you that in it we have your heart we have your breath uh, we see your character uh, we see a story of your grace unfold from beginning to end and may we be captured by who you are and your way among the peoples the fact that you are a sovereign god bringing all things to an end uh, that is pleasing and good and perfect for those who, who know you so we thank you that you work in the darkest circumstances of the world as a whole in the darkest circumstances of our life. As we read today, may we be encouraged by your grace. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Ezekiel 33, the word of the Lord came to me, son of man, speak to your people and say to them, when I bring a sword against the land and the people of the land choose one of their men and make him their watchman, and he sees the sword coming against the land and blows the trumpet to warn the people. Then if anyone hears the trumpet but does not heed the warning and the sword comes and takes their life, their blood will be on their own head. Since they heard the sound of the trumpet but did not heed the warning, their blood will be on their own head. 
If they had heeded the warning, they would have saved themselves. But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet to warn the people and the sword comes and takes someone's life, this person's life will be taken because of their sin. But I will hold the watchman accountable for their blood. Son of man, I've made you a watchman for the people of Israel. So hear the word I speak and give them warning from me. When I say to the wicked, you wicked person, you will surely die, and you do not dissuade them from their, their ways, that wicked person will die for their sin, and I'll hold you accountable for their blood. But if you do warn the wicked person to turn from their ways, and they do not do so, they will die for their sin, though you yourself will be saved. Son of man, say to the Israelites, this is what you are saying. Our offenses and sins weigh us down, and we are wasting away because of them. How then can we, be, how then can we live? Say to them, as surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that they would turn from their wicked ways and live. Turn, turn from your evil ways. Why will you die, people of Israel? Therefore, son of man, say to your people, if someone who is righteous disobeys, that person's former righteousness will count for nothing. And if someone who is wicked repents, that person's former wickedness will not bring condemnation. The righteous person who sins will not be allowed to live, even though they were formerly righteous. But tell a righteous person they will surely live, but then they trust in their righteousness and do evil. None of the righteous things that that person has done will be remembered. They will die for the evil they have done. And if I say to a wicked person, you will surely die, but they then turn from their sin and do what is just and right. If they give back what they take and pledge for a loan, return what they have stolen, follow the decrees you know, that give life and do no evil, that person will surely live. They'll not die. None of the sins that person has committed will be remembered against them. They have done what is just and right, and they will surely live. Yet your people say the way of the Lord is not just, but it is their way that is not just. If a righteous person turns from righteousness and does evil, they will die for it. And if a wicked person turns away from their wickedness and does what is just and right, they will live by doing so. Yet you Israelites say the way of the Lord is not just, but I will judge each of you according to your own ways. A really interesting, you know, kind of a tapestry of righteousness and wickedness. Mm-hmm. And, of course, as a reminder, you know, the position that does Ezekiel is in is the position that, that we are in. Uh, we, are, we are certainly called to speak to this generation and to uh, speak of who God is, to speak of the certainty of his judgment and the certainty of his salvation and offer people, you know, a chance, you know, to respond and it, it's certainly hard to hear it in this way that if we, if we do not fulfill the role that God has given us to be watchmen, uh, you know, then uh, the, the, we, we have you know, blood, up, blood on our hands. Mm-hmm. And then the other texture, of course, that's interesting is if you're formally righteous, but if your, your life turns toward evil, then you can expect the judgment of an evil person. And if you were formally evil, but your heart turns toward righteousness and repentance, and it's kind of interesting that he maps out the repentance, you know, as a response of deeds that are in keeping with mm-hmm. everything he's described, you know, from the, you know, from the beginning to the end. You know, give back the coat that you took away, you know, and, and pledge and do all of these right things, you know, then then you will live. Mm. No, I I love that part because it, it even when you take it carried in, carrying that kind of on to the new covenant and everything that. It's not just like, well, I said a prayer, I kind of repented at a certain aspect in my life, or a certain point in my life, and now I, no, like that repentance is, is, a, is a turning from other things to another thing, which is to turn to the Lord, which is then the invitation to live 
under his rule, under his reign, in the way that he's desires for humanity to live as, in, in the way of the pursuit of holiness and righteousness. And that's just one of those aspects of the gospel that is, you know, it's, it's fun seeing it here in the Old Testament um, to be reminded that that's carried on throughout all the story of Scripture, that mm-hmm. to, to turn from the evil life, to turn to the Lord, is then to live in a new way. No, and, and, and obviously the most encouraging part of you know this whole you know this whole section is that you know the, that wickedness does not have to be the final you know the final word in your life that you can repent and turn to the Lord and, and, and in turning to the Lord find much grace mm-hmm. and this is good news you know this is good news for us all because none of us would be able to stand you know before God in our own righteousness and that you know that's what uh, you know he he says uh, you know he talks about. Uh, those who are righteousness, who who trust in their righteousness, rather than humbling themselves mm-hmm. in repentance, you know, and turning, you know, turning to the Lord, and a lot of times, you know, we fall into the same trap. It's a wonderful description, though, you know, of of the heart of God. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, say to them, as surely as I live, declares the Sovereign Lord, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, uh, but would rather they turn from their ways and live. Turn, turn from your evil ways. Why will you die? people of Israel mm-hmm. and of course that's an invitation to us and that's an invitation you know to our generation as, as well and, and of mm-hmm. course a beautiful description of God you know, who revealed mm-hmm. himself you know to um, you know to Moses as gracious and compassionate mm-hmm. slow to anger abounding in love forgiving the sins of you know thousands then mm-hmm. uh, that's uh, that is you know that is the heart of you know the heart of who he is and the heart of what he desires Mm-hmm. Not that we should perish, but we should turn. And and what a beautiful reassurance after all of the perishing we just experienced in the last few chapters because people would not turn yeah. to the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, and I I love to just the reminder of Scripture that is uh, telling us again and again that each of us has turned to our own way. We have all um, chosen to rebel, and yet because of the love of God, He has laid you know, our iniquity on Christ, which is amazing to think, um, and that he does not take any pleasure or delight in the death of the wicked. And so his hope for us is redemption. It is salvation. And he has provided that for us, which is just amazing to read all that. And and of course, that's also a reminder of how far from the heart of God we are when we take pleasure, you know, and, uh, you know, the destruction of the wicked rather than have a desire. Yeah. You know that they turn to him and, and live, and of course that's the heart of the gospel. When you know Jesus teaches us to love even em- enemies, which is a good reminder in these times because it seems we're all squaring off and mm-hmm. pitting you know one against others and being passionate about silly little yeah. you know seeing s- silly little things when we have a far bigger calling to mm-hmm. to be a message of hope. And, and of God's grace to a people that are in desperate need of hope, mm-hmm. and, and in desperate need of you know, in desperate need of God's grace, mm-hmm. and it is a good reminder Isaiah you know fifty three that in spite of the fact that we all turn away, mm-hmm. uh, that the Lord has laid on Him the iniquity of us all, and by His wounds we are healed. We are brought into the wholeness and fullness of relationship and with God. David, mm-hmm. do you mind closing us prayer? No, let's pray. Father, we do thank you so much for your gracious invitation that we can turn um, towards you and, and away from sin, and and in that we can live as a people of justice and 
and righteousness. Um, Father, forgive us for the times that we think our way is the, the, the right way. Um, and Father, we know that you have given us uh, so much grace, so much kindness in Christ Jesus. May we see that, and in seeing that, may that change us. Um, may it change our hearts. May it change the way we, we live, the way that we interact with the world around us, um, not as just people who take, um, but as the people who freely give of ourselves um, in the spirit of Christ Jesus. We pray us all in his name. Amen. Amen.